Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. She's known for candles that smell like her vagina and steaming her nether regions. But now Gwyneth Paltrow is back with another product claiming to help ladies worried about another issue that impacts the action she gets downstairs, her libido. The idea that women inherently deserve pleasure, like I feel like I'm just at 46 years old starting to knit that together. Mm -hmm. But I think I was very much raised in an era where it was very much about the guy and trying to look good for the guy and do what the guy wanted, be the cool girl. Today, we're looking at libido boosters, including the new one from Gwyneth's company, Goop. How they work, whether they're actually having an impact, and what we need to look out for when we're trying to get our mojo back in the bedroom. Just a warning that today's episode might not be suitable for little ears. If there's a tiny human nearby, may we suggest popping in some headphones as we are talking about sex, baby. Back in 1999, Kim Cattrall's character on Sex and the City, Samantha Jones, took us to a place that women didn't know was an option, that we could take something that would make us hornier and take us to higher heights in the bedroom. I want to... Take a hit of Viagra. What would happen if I tried one of these? Viagra, or sildenafil as it's known in pharmaceutical terms, was created to help men with erectile dysfunction. But whether it has an actual impact on libido in women is debatable, with some swearing by it and taking it off prescription, but experts saying it has no proven effect. Just like it does in men, Viagra increases blood flow to the genitals, so in theory it could have some impact on arousal in women, but there are few studies to test the theory. A 2008 study found it could help with those whose libido is impacted by antidepressants. The Federal Drug Administration in the US has approved just two drugs to improve female libido. The first, Valisi, which you inject at least 45 minutes before a sexual encounter, and Adiyi, a pill form of libido booster that needs to be taken daily for up to eight weeks until those who take it see any results. Researchers don't know exactly how it works, but it could be impacting the brain's serotonin levels with an indirect impact on dopamine levels too. Another form of libido booster you may have heard of is horny goat weed. It's a traditional Chinese medicine used for centuries as a natural aphrodisiac. It can be combined with up to 18 herbs and nutrients, including ginkgo, Siberian ginseng, shatavari, guarana, and winter cherry. Horny goat weed may increase blood flow and improve sexual function, which is why men use it as a natural form of Viagra too. It also contains phytoestrogens, a chemical that acts a little like the hormone estrogen. 
Now, actress and businesswoman Gwyneth Paltrow has waded into the libido domain with her new supplement, available through her company Goop, DTF, the acronym for Down to F***. The pill's ingredients include fenugreek extract, which the company claims is clinically shown to support healthy sexual arousal in women. It also has shatavari, a female health adaptogen, and saffron for mood support. The website does state that while their trials show results for women who took it every day for eight weeks, none of its findings have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and that the supplement is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At 75 bucks for a bottle of 60 pills, it's also a $150 investment just to get you to the first supposed results stage. A 2017 study published by the Journal of Sexual Medicine found that almost 70% of Australian women aged 40 to 65 years report a lack of sexual desire. While some women said they were upset or worried about the problem, others said they were totally fine with the decrease in sexual encounters. But whether you're okay with it or not, can we simply take a pill and have it resolved? And if not, what do we do about it? Professor Marita McCabe leads the Health and Ageing Research Group at Swinburne University of Technology. She's a highly regarded academic who conducts theoretical and applied research in the areas of ageing, body image disorders, depression and sexual health. Professor, what exactly is our libido? Can you pinpoint it to somewhere in our bodies? Is it more of a general everywhere kind of thing? What is a libido? This is something that has fascinated people since time immemorial. Often it is in the eye of the beholder, but to come up with a quick definition of what libido is, it's an interest in sex, in sexual activities, either on your own or with someone else. So that might involve sexual fantasies, it might involve a whole range of sexual activities, including, of course, sexual intercourse, but certainly not restricted to sexual intercourse. So what kind of things impact our libido negatively? What might cause it to kind of fade off a bit? Again, this hasn't been well investigated. It's very interesting that we don't talk about low libido very much in men. It's assumed that men don't have problems with low libido, but of course the research suggests that they do. And low libido has probably been most examined in women. The things that impact it are tiredness, so fatigue, how you are feeling yourself about your body, about your general psychological state, how you feel about your partner if we're talking about libido with someone else. There has been some suggestion that there are hormonal factors that also relate to low libido, lower testosterone, although treatments of low libido in women using testosterone haven't been particularly effective. So it seems that with women, a lot of the factors related to low libido are anchored in how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their lives, their levels of fatigue, and the quality of their relationships. Marita, what about medications? We hear quite often the pill linked to libido and things like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. Can they impact your libido too? Again, there's a lot of individual variation here. For the pill, for most women, there isn't any effect on libido, but for some there is. 
Antidepressants, however, do seem to have some impact on libido for quite a number of women. And so that is likely to be a biological factor that impacts on their libido. But then again, depression impacts on libido. Of course, with women also, libido is closely associated with arousal and is closely associated with orgasm. And so if there are factors that are lowering your arousal or your frequency of orgasm, then that can feed back and lower your libido. And so if there are medications that are impacting on your levels of arousal or orgasm, then that can have an effect on libido. Can we talk about what we know stimulates your libido? There's plenty of things on the market now that say that they do. I mean, horny goat weed has been around for a really long time. There's suggestion that Viagra also works for women like it does for men. Gwyneth has her new one out now. Do we know if any of these things are proven to actually stimulate a libido? There have been very, very few randomised control trials on any of these treatments for low libido. The only one that has been approved in the United States is a medication called phlebanserin. It has not been approved in Australia. There is no approved medication in Australia because there have been no rigorous studies done of these medications. And so I would be taking medications with caution. I would suggest that quite a number of medications that are used for low libido may well be placebo, may well be having an effect because the woman wants it to have an effect and believes it is having an effect. Perhaps even if it's acting as a placebo and it does the job, then maybe that isn't such a bad thing as long as the medication doesn't have side effects. But for me, I would say that I would address the other factors that we know that randomised control trials have shown are associated with low libido, like the woman herself, her relationships and her mental health. So are there things we can actually do to boost our libido if medication isn't the way we want to go about it? Marita says it's time to get into your head because one of the most powerful sexual organs is actually your brain. Psychological treatment is really quite effective for low libido in both men and women. And just working with the woman and the relationship, sometimes low libido is there because both partners are just so busy that they don't have time to invest in their relationship. They once had libido, they once had a great relationship, a great sexual relationship, but now they don't because Perhaps the children are exhausting them, they're spending time with them, they don't see one another as sexual beings. So putting time aside to prioritise their sexual relationship, putting time aside to prioritise spending time together, stimulating themselves and stimulating one another, rather than sexual activity just being at the end of the day when they're both exhausted, And they just expect that click your fingers and I'll be able to feel attracted to this person and become aroused and experience orgasm. So just simple things like looking at levels of fatigue, anxiety, looking at just how they are prioritising their own mental health, their relationship and just spending time together. 
This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if you're looking for another podcast to keep you busy, may we suggest this glorious mess? It's our twice-weekly podcast that showcases parenting as it really is, the ups, the downs, and the moment we really wished never happened. Take a listen. We do a bath, we're all clean, we've done everything. We get into our pyjamas, into our sleep sack, lie down in the cot. Mummy, I've done a poo. Okay. Out of the sleep sack, out of the pyjamas. This poo, (laughs) my God. So I'm like trying to clean it up. Then the white box was empty. So I turn around to go to the wardrobe to get the white box and then this hysterical little giggle. I look over and there's a proper wee fountain up to the ceiling (laughs) and onto the carpet. And he is giggling his head off. And I go, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm like trying to open the wipes, trying to clean up the flute, trying to clean up everything. Of course, the one time I haven't been with Rich for three months, this is all happening. Check out this glorious mess wherever you get your podcasts. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.